Off the Hook presents Talk That Talk, the official live fan call-in show. We're live on Spotify Green Room before and after every game. Join everyone to share your thoughts, voice your opinion, give your predictions, and most importantly, react live with fans all over the world. Why is the signal busy? Because we're off the motherfucking hook. If you like to talk that talk, follow, join the conversation, share the show, leave a comment, and most importantly, keep on talking in the free world. And we're live. Keep on talking in the free world. Absolute madness. Let's let everyone get in here. Just madness. Absolute madness. I'm just going to repeat that. We don't want any dead air. Just madness, madness, madness. There's so much to talk about. I don't even know where to start. I really don't even know where to start. Oh, man. And we're here. We're here for one hour. I think we're going to make it official. I'll let... uh, I'll let Darren weigh in here, and but I think we're going to make it official. Good evening, kind sir. Good evening. I caught the mid-end of that. You want to clue me in here? What's happening? What are we making official? Okay, so I said, and, and I you didn't catch the part where I said I'm going to have to confer with Darren as you came in, but you missed the intro. Keep on talking in the free world. <laughs> uh, so I started off with the normal intro, and then let me join in yeah. here one moment, if I may. Here we go. Can you hear me? I can indeed. Excellent. So I started off with the intro, like I said, and then yeah. what I was saying, I said, like, so much to talk about. I don't even know where to start. And then um, I said, we're here for, I said, I'm going to keep on talking so there's no dead space as we let everyone come in, let all our callers come in, talk that talk, the official live fan reaction show before and after every Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw Watch and Shadow Chocolate. We're here 30 minutes before Raw, and we're here immediately after Raw ends, as we are now. And there's so much to talk about. Good times. But what I was saying was that we're here 30 minutes before Raw, and then, as I said, we're here immediately after Raw 4, and then I just blurted out 60 minutes or one hour. And then I said, I'm going to have to double-check with Darren, but I believe I think we're going to make it official that we're here 30 minutes before but I know that you've said many times, I think you're right, is that, you know, 30 minutes afterward is just not enough. So I think we should make it official today, Valentine's Day, Monday, February 14th, 2022, that we're here one hour officially afterward. What do you think? I I agree to that, and I concur to that, because we need the time. And uh, if we're going to do an hour, uh, not to put you off, but I think we should get started. Yes, I agree. 100%. Let's get the party started. You're going to have to rein me in tonight because, like, I immediately want to jump into all the other stuff. I got my notes here. So let's go. I have, I have let's be honest, I have, I, have a, I have two and a half pages of notes on everything. So we have a lot to get to. We do. I'm ready when you are. All right. So as we know, Raw from Indianapolis tonight. And what I thought was interesting to begin with was uh, it goes on the air to, uh, to say that Raw's first hour it's commercial free, which was nice. And also what I noticed was here in Canada, well, especially in Toronto, they actually followed that. They normally do not. And we actually got the first hour commercial free, which was nice. It's a good point because last week, I don't know if you noticed, they said the same thing last week as well. Like, so I think last week they actually officially introduced it. Peacock hour commercial free. And you're absolutely right. So I love it. And from, from our perspective as fans and part of the WWE universe, I absolutely love it. And uh, to your point, I was pleasantly surprised that Sportsnet, like, I mean, any any cable provider picking it up from the mainstream being Peacock, then, you know, they can adhere to their own guidelines. I like the fact that Sportsnet aligned, to your point. But I also will say, now that uh, uh, we're live at five with Talk That Talk, 
it, it makes it a very, very frantic first hour because there's no time to fool around. You got to pay attention the entire time. Yeah, and I noticed it was a little harder to uh, keep a little keep track of my notes at some points uh, during that first hour because it was nonstop go. But it was an entertaining first hour because uh, we started the show off with our current WWE champion in Bobby Lashley and, uh, and Mr. MVP, which I thought was quite interesting. Uh, how Bobby comes out and starts to talk about how the elimination chamber destroys people. People, sorry. Um, just like he does, um, which I found very interesting as his first comments made by our champion. Yeah, and for me, you know, Bobby leading off, I have no problem with that. But to me, you know, my notes were blah, blah, blah. You know, Bobby is out there. He's listing off all the opponents. He's stuttering. He's babbling on. It was... It, it, it was it was nonsense. I was ready. You, I mean, we'll see how it unfolds as you bring us through. But you called it on the Talk That Talk pre-show. What was going to unfold here, and we saw a little taste of that. But Bobby coming out, I'm always here for Bobby coming out. I'm always here for MVP. But it was a little bit of a blah 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 moment for me. All right, and then uh, of course you know Seth freaking Rollins interrupts him, and. Uh, you know, declares that uh, Bobby Lashley won't be champion long as he believes he can beat Bobby Lashley where nobody else can. Well, and, you know, an inaccurate statement by Seth freaking Rollins. However, the, you know, what I took away from that is that there was good news. There was bad news. But more importantly, Seth established that this evening, he was the best dressed. I'm always giving shout-outs to Bobby Lashley in his suits. But Seth, Seth let us know tonight, he was the best dressed. Yeah, his snake uh, his snakeskin outfit looked quite, yes, quite, indeed, spiff, indeed. quite spiffy, if you ask me. Indeed. And uh, you know. in all seriousness, I'm always here for Seth. So right off the bat, Seth coming out, like, I mean... You know, Seth is magic on the mic. I got love for Seth. So just when he came out, I was thinking to myself, okay, we're in for a good night. Exactly. And then good old one half of RK bro, good old Matt. Well, sorry, not Matt. Uh, just Riddle uh, nowadays comes on out. Uh, I'm not uh, not huge on the braids. Did not like that hairdo tonight. Um, but I had a good chuckle at his little story about he was locked in a gas station washroom one night and uh he had to be let out the next morning by the uh by the person that runs the gas station i thought that was quite funny well a couple quick anecdotes about that i didn't even have this written down but you just brought this to my mind first of all bro and then we got the you know we got the foreshadowing of the broga party which you know we're all looking forward to of course who doesn't love a good toga slash broga party but when you mentioned that yes that was funny but what i gotta say is this is that so now what pops into my mind when you say that is Dumb and Dumber, Cam Neely, and who I despise. Uh, Cam, do you remember the scene? Yeah, Cam Neely, who I despise. And yes. that's it. So I wish Cam Neely, I wished, so ironically enough, hey, I'm not even going uh, to go into all the details, but I would say this is that, because uh, I was going to go into a whole hockey diatribe, but I will say this. I wish Cam Neely the worst I wished him the worst in the 80s, the 90s, 2000s, I, and 2022. Cam Neely, I wish you the worst. You're a scumbag. We're talking from an NHL perspective. It worked, you too. All right. Yeah. All right. So that was our little hockey discussion there. We're going to move on. Uh-huh. Um, Austin Theory then comes out and uh, states that he cannot let Vince McMahon down, that he has to win the Elimination Chamber. Well, in theory, in reality, this guy's a complete loser. You know, like we talked about it. I don't even want to give this guy the time of day. He's a loser. I got no use for him. I was pissed off about last week and, and the, or sorry, two weeks ago with the Kevin Owens situation. So I got no use for for him in theory or in reality. Loser. And then, and then the phenomenal AJ Styles interrupts him. And I got to love what he says to Austin Theory that his lips are on Vince's ass. 
<laughs> so good. So good. And you know what's funny? I thought of you when you said that because you've said many times. You said on Talk the Talk, Talk That Talk on the pre-show this week. You said on Talk That Talk last week, Monday, February 7th, that listen, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of Austin Theory and Vince, you know, backstage. Like, you know, it's clear what's going on here is Vince's boy. So, you know, you were all over that and you know, AJ hit that on the hit the nail on the head. But I will say this: every time I, hit, I first of all, I love AJ's entrance music. I love AJ's entrance, and uh, it reminds me of. It sounds like when it kicks off. It remind like I always think it's DMX. I always think it's a DMX song. And rest in peace, DMX. I got love DMX, one of the greatest rappers of all time. Love DMX to the max. But. Uh, Anyway, that's all I got to say about that. But yes, uh, you were bang on with that, and that's what's happening, you know. And, and Styles called it. Yeah, it is. Yep. And then uh, Bobby Lashley decides to go on a little promo, I guess you can call it. But I don't know if you recognize this. He uh, he forgot what he was going to say partway through. He started to stutter his words, and um, I, I realized that he was starting to forget what he was going to say um, before. The beast shows up. Oh, put some respect. Exactly. So for all the listeners out there in the WWE universe, please disregard Darren's disrespect and just unwillingness to acknowledge the beast incarnate. But I will say this about Bobby Lashley. Yes, he was babbling on, you know, he's, you know, he was out there too long, too much, too too much nonsense. And but but he did give us one zinger. When well, it wasn't a zinger, it was just a run of the mill sarcastic line. But you know that punk theory made it made it a zinger from his nonsense. His reaction is when Bobby Lashley said that you know he was listing off the opponents, and then he you know he basically said to Austin Theory like you're too wet behind your ears, or why are we even talking about you? And then he had Austin Theory checking behind his ears for what? Did you see, did you see that? He did. Uh, yes. Which I got yeah. a good laugh out of. He did, and then, and then of course, you know, the beast comes out. Um, I will give him his dues. I don't give him his dues very much because, as you might know, say, hold on. Sorry, listen. I, I don't like to interrupt you, but you know, for moments like this, let's take a quick pause here. As I just heard that you're going to give Brock Lesnar his dues, which when you say you don't, when you say I don't often give. Brock Lesnar's dues. I think what you mean is that you never give Brock Lesnar's dues like ever in the history of life. But yes, continue. Um, I'm not giving him any dues about being champion by any means. But what I am going to give him his dues on is his outfit tonight. I thought he looked quite nice. That sweater, that cowboy hat. I was all for that with him. And I thought he looked very nice. And, you know... Um, good try for Austin Theory in trying to attack him, but that did not work. And uh, sorry, but you ended up with a with two suplexes and an F five, just and uh, and an Austin Theory um, uh, selfie to go with it. So good on him for that. Well, you know, it's so funny. So, okay, it's interesting that you mentioned that. First of all, like, you know, we're going to mark this on the calendar, Monday, February 14th, 2022, Talk That Talk post show, live fan reaction show, official live fan reaction call-in show after every single Raw provided by Off The Hook. Phone lines are always open for the WWE universe to come in and talk about thoughts, feelings, reactions for WWE Raw. But we'll mark this on the calendar. It's funny you said that because so – uh, who I'm not a big fan of, as you know, outside of the WWE, but inside of the WWE on the table is Pat McAfee. So Brock was actually on the Pat McAfee show today with that. I don't know if he had the whole outfit on, but he had the hat on. And so, and that was the first time I had seen him wearing that. And it's funny. I mentioned pre-show about him being, uh, you know, he's an honorary Canadian and uh, he's up there wearing the cowboy hat in Saskatchewan. So it's funny that you said that because I agree. Hundred percent. So I was disappointed though because I had said pre-show that uh, on talk that talk that you know I was hoping maybe he'd be in the mix and he'd be in his wrestling gear. But this was the next best thing. I like the look, but also a um, couple quick things I want to say about that. One, when he circled the ring, you know that he. I don't. I I could be wrong about this, but I mean when he stopped jumping up on the ring, he started. You know 
age takes its toll and he was trying to preserve his knees and everything else. And he started circling the ring. And then as of late, I don't think he's been circling the ring at all. Has he? Like, like again, I could, I don't know. I don't think he has been. I think he's just been, uh, just coming and getting right to the point, getting the, getting in the ring and taking care of business. Yeah, so this was a nice to see because I like that. And it just throws me back to, and I know, you know, I don't want to take up too much time. We're all going to be tight on time for the hour, but it throws me back to when he was here in Toronto. I want to say that it was the, it was again, it was the road to WrestleMania and that was the show, but I could be wrong. But anyway, the point was, was that he circled the ring there and he's, he's massive by massive standards. You know, he's a man among, he's a man among men. So shout out Braun Strowman. But anyway, that's what that reminded me of. And I was, I was happy to see that commentator had a nice remark saying he was circling like a shark. But I also want to say is that, yes, is the disrespect that, uh, he showed Austin theory was a beautiful thing. The crowd appreciated it. Brock, Brock has his own way. You got to say, Darren, Brock has his own way of delivering his punchlines and his charisma in his own sort of dry humor way. Him putting the hat on Austin Theory and putting the coat on him like a coat rack. Like, listen, son, you hold that because, you know, you don't belong here, as Bobby Lashley already told you. That was a beautiful thing, and the crowd appreciated it. And then afterward, of course, Suplex City and the F5s were all here for that. But that was a... That was a beautiful ending to that whole scenario. And I thought of you again when it came to that, because going back to our wish list leading into tonight, that was kind of one of your wish lists where you you wanted to see all hell break loose and, you know, a war among the Elimination Chamber components, uh, opponents. So it wasn't actually a war, but close enough. And it did deliver, I thought. I was I enjoyed it. I did for sure. Yeah, I did enjoy it. Like I said, if it, if it turned into an all-out, you know, five-on-five brawl, you know, uh, it would have been fantastic. I would have enjoyed it just as much. But all in, all with that being said, that that was a, a good beginning to uh, to a very um, busy, busy Monday Night Raw for sure. Yeah, and you know what? You said it right. It was busy. Like already good my point. head is spinning and we're just starting. Yeah, there's a lot to get forward to and a lot to talk about. So next we step into, we head backstage where we see the Street Profits and they're just simply giving us the agenda of what's happening tonight. Of course, they did add a little bit more to than what we did announce on the uh, pre-show, um, but they did it. And then they made themselves they made themselves uh, on their way to the ring to face the Dirty Dogs, aka Dolph Ziggler and Robert Rude. Well, funny you said that because yeah, you know. We always want to smoke, man. We always want to smoke. Solo cups are always ready. And I love the Street Profits, so I, I enjoyed them backstage. So are you going to say something? And we also did uh, have a special guest at, a, at the commentary table, which is NXT superstar Tommaso Ciampa. Yes. So during that whole situation, you know, when they were doing the rundown, I was thinking exactly that. It's kind of like, well, you know, I get it. Okay, they're doing the rundown, but like we want to smoke and then so they came out and transitioned into an entrance and then the tag team match which was which I was which I was pleasantly surprised with because when they went backstage we didn't know we were actually going to get that and then I mean I could go on and on they've destroyed they've destroyed Rude's entrance and his the Bobby Rude should be uh, on his own his entrance is again that night at NXT takeover with Survivor Series years ago when Goldberg disgracefully Sorry, sorry. Don't mean to interrupt, but we did pronounce that incorrectly. How? Do, what? Pronounce what? It's not Goldberg. Oh, I stand corrected, and I appreciate the interjection and collect and correction. Uh, pardon me, <clears throat> Goldberg. This is this is the new chant. Yes, this is a new chant. So, uh, yeah, like I mean, that was I I. I talk about regularly i can't talk about it enough on shinsuke's entrance during that nxt takeover on the saturday night before survivor series years ago and a close 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 second was bobby Roode. the whole choir was there it was insanity anyway i missed that i need that i do give props to ziggler he's been around a long time he's doing his thing but um yeah and all that being said bobby Roode still 
is out there in the cold, freezing, dying a slow death. But we got Ziggler in the mix with Champa showing up. Champa was a little bit, he looked a little bit, uh, I was disappointed actually. Champa has been the king. You and I have talked about this actually. And, uh, we're going to throw it, we're going to throw it some NXT. Talk, you and I have to take this offline and we're going to figure out the NXT situation, who, who we're going to have host talk that talk and, and we'll table this. But you and I have talked about how Champa is fantastic in NXT and I felt like he had a little bit of stage fright tonight. Like I'm always of the mindset that they should be even brands and then Champa didn't do NXT any favors tonight. I felt he, he voluntarily alluded to the fact that even though he's trying to discount it, he said the NXT was the minor leagues, which I don't agree with. He actually said that. And then, you know, he was kind of, he, he was kind of choppy on the mic. I don't know. I don't know how, I, I'm interested to know how you felt about it. I felt he had a little bit of stage fright tonight. I I um I don't know if it was so much stage fright as I think he was more keeping an eye on Ziggler because he knew what Ziggler could do to him and and yet again you know Ziggler did show it you know he did try to uh, kick him in the face um, he eventually did after the fact that Champa did uh, pull or throw a cup of water at Ziggler's uh, at Ziggler so you know I think that was more of it I don't think I think he would have been a lot better had Ziggler not have been in the ring at that particular time. Yeah, I mean, I think we're going to agree to disagree on that. I think that, you know, if he was doing a good job of, of if that's what his focus was, trying to figure out what Dolph was doing, he wouldn't have took the super kick to the face. I mean, he did get the drink in Ziggler's face, but he did take the super kick too, right? So, yes. I don't know. I was disappointed. My takeaway from that, I was disappointed in Champa. And even if you feel as though the stereotype on NXT is as to minor leagues, which it is not, and it should be an even, it should be on even keel, on an even keel with the WWE. I mean, and in reality right now, it's not, but you don't ever verbalize this. I was disappointed, disappointed. He, Champa, you did not represent the NXT brand properly tonight. You should be ashamed of yourself. And that is a man, uh, let's just put it out there, that is a man who has been NXT champion three times. Exactly. And goes and does that. That is not what you call a man who is one of your best competitors in NXT and a former three-time NXT champion and then go and call it minor leagues. Not what you call great advertisement for NXT at all. Exactly. And I'm just going to squeeze this in briefly. When you said three time, it made me think of Booker T five time, five time, five time on it. Shout out to Israel Adesanya for on UFC pay-per-view on Saturday night. Did you see this? No. So he's up there on the post game, uh, post fight presser uh, backstage doing his, you know, doing his thing, answering questions for the media, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden he like the guy asked him, could the could, the reporter asked him a question. He answers it, but he kind of answered it half-heartedly, and he kind of looked, and he's, he's bobbing his head like, is that Booker T? It's, this was in Houston, right? And he's like, is that Booker T? And then he was like, yeah, it is. And he, and he just said, five time, five time, five time, and gave Booker T some love. Booker T was in press row at the UFC event and got a show from Israel. All right, throw that. Very nice. Very nice. Good job, Booker T, on yeah. that one. That's his city, so um, it's good looking out. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then we head backstage after the match is done uh, to the, see the beginning of the Broga Fest. And um, with, uh, sadly enough, with no Randy Orton, uh, but one thing I do want to point out that I did not like at all was Zelina and her British accent. Okay. It's, <laughs> I, you know, it's interesting you said that. I noted that as well. So first of all, we had a flashback briefly to the quiz bowl before we got to that. And, you know, who doesn't love a good quiz bowl? Again, Randy Orton, eternally immortalized in Canada for his representation of the metric system. As if the RKOs out of nowhere weren't enough, the metric system lives on through Randy Orton and his lineage forever. Backstage, who doesn't love a broga party? But yes, indeed. So we saw Zelina. We saw... I thought it was Carmella, right? She was back there. It was Carmella. Yeah, she was standing right next to Carmella as they are the uh, women's tag team champions, after all. Exactly. And then we saw Apollo and um, the big and Commander Z. Commander Z's. Who I like, Commander. Anyway, we got to talk about Commander Z's another day. Uh, 
We do. There, there's a lot to talk about there. He's not getting enough love. But yes. yes, Randy was missing. I was disappointed. I got no use for Kevin at all on the mic. Guy's a punk. And then, but yes, but this is, you know, I talked about this on the pre-show for Talk That Talk is that, you know, the feel, I felt like Randy, you know, temperature is rising. He's getting, he's had enough. And that's kind of was indicative of that tonight. But yes, the long and short of it was my takeaway from that entire situation was what in the name of good God is Selena doing and talking about sounding like Madonna. I don't know if you remember this Madonna back in the nineties when all of a sudden out of nowhere, she, you know, she moved overseas and now she has a British accent all of a sudden and she's from New York. I think I don't know, if she's, I don't know where she's from, but I think she, she made her name in New York. Anyway, the point yeah. was, was that where's that coming from? Yeah, I, I don't know, and I wasn't a huge fan of that. And uh, the first when I first heard it, I'm like, "What the fuck are you doing? Like that has is terrible." Um, I, I don't understand why she did that. What made her want to sound like that to begin with? Um, I, I don't understand. And uh, to your point, Madonna is from Bay City, Michigan. Madonna, Madonna, there. Madonna, what, Madonna is a Bay City, Michigan girl. Yes, exactly. I thought she was from the West Coast and she moved to New York to make her name. I got love for Madonna. Madonna. I grew up in Madonna. Shout out to Madonna. And for everyone overseas, nothing but love for England. And there's no one that appreciates a good cup of tea uh, like myself. Moving on. Yeah. Moving on. Then we go and we catch up with Randy Orton in the back uh, being interviewed. And uh, I found it interesting that he says that uh, he knows that Seth Rollins is already figuring out how to win the Elimination Chamber match. Yeah, so I don't know what to make of that whole situation. He gave a lot of sort of backhand, you know, normally you'd say backhanded compliments, and, and that's kind of what it felt like, but there wasn't really any zinger delivered, delivered afterward. It just seemed strange. It seemed like he was kind of in some weird way trying to set Seth Rollins up for something by pouring praise on him and, you know, calling the architect and saying he always has something planned. I What do you think? Uh, I definitely do think there was something uh, going on there for sure. Um, I don't know if he was trying to get into Seth Rollins's head, you know, prior to their match tonight, um, which we will get into later on, of course. Um, but he was he was doing something for sure. Um, but you know, Randy Orton, he he's um, he, they don't call him the apex predator for nothing. Yeah, exactly. So there was something going on there. I don't know what it was exactly, but there was something there that I don't know. It felt it felt all a bit odd to me. You know what I mean? It did feel it felt all a bit odd. I wasn't really understanding where yeah. he was going with it. Certainly, he wasn't there to pour praise on Seth Rollins. That's for sure. No, like I said, I think there was something that he was trying to play mind games or something for sure with uh, with Seth Rollins. Um, but we'll get into that match a little later. We then move forward. We go back to uh, ringside with Jimmy and the fellas. Um, we spoke about this on uh, Friday on the post show. The whole Black History Month. Now, don't get me wrong. I love these. I love that they're doing this kind of stuff. But this Rocky Johnson tribute yet again pissed me off royally. And I already had seen it on Friday with The Rock taking it over as his own promo about himself. Yeah, so, Okay. So I made some notes on this, and and, and again, so I want to kind of take a moment to talk about this. So that's what I said last week as well. And so first and foremost, you know, the WWE, like every organization or every person or what have you, is not perfect, and we agree and we disagree on some things as the WWE universe. But so their commitment – to making sure that they are, you know, acknowledging all of the things in life that they should be acknowledging. I don't care what their motives are, if it's just for PR, if it's money, or if it's uh, genuine or not. It doesn't matter. Acknowledgement is good on, on any level. So I appreciate the segment. However, a couple things. One, First and foremost, I don't understand. This isn't discounting Rocky Johnson. We all love Rocky Johnson. It's phenomenal, uh, an important piece of WWE, period. But 
didn't they just give a tribute to Rocky Johnson on Friday? They did. Now, what I how I look at that when you say that is, it seems like SmackDown is going to be the one to be introducing the Black History Month um, tribute, and it seems like Raw is just going to basically re-show us it. I guess just as just as a repeat, I guess, or for the people that didn't watch SmackDown, here's your chance to see it now on Raw. So I assume. From that, I assume Friday night on SmackDown, we should end up getting a new tribute of a new, a different superstar for Black History Month. Okay, so yes, it's a great point, actually. And you know what? So my, and I didn't, I didn't really have anything negative to say about them not giving an opportunity to acknowledging someone else tonight because I was kind of just thinking about it in my mind. Everything was moving so quickly. I was kind of like, I don't know how I feel about this. So I had to table it for a moment. And yes, you make a good point because. You know, you want to make sure that both audiences in a perfect world, we hope that everyone tunes in for both. But both, in reality, maybe they don't. And then Raw, you know, historically has been the show. And uh, on Monday night, especially a staple on the same yeah. night, we know SmackDown has changed live. It's not live. It's recorded. It's it's Thursday. It's it's Friday. It's I think it was Wednesday for one, whatever. So, yes to make sure that everyone is exposed and, and rightfully so to acknowledging, you know, a phenomenal superstar. So yeah, it's a great point. And now, now that you bring that up, I agree. And then when I, what I took away from this, I'll finally say this, and I know we're taking up a little bit of time, but it's important is that I got, we agreed, you know, that, you know, the takeaway from the first time I saw it on SmackDown was that it turned into a rock promo. You know, and I was not happy about that at all, nor were you, and we talked about that. So then now tonight, I, when it came on again, like I said, I immediately thought what I just told you. And then now I'm, I'm saying to myself, okay, Shane, shut your mind off for a second. Watch it fresh again with no bias about what you felt about Rock Promo and take it all in. And then in the end, I still took away a, a Rock Promo, but not to the not to the degree that I said on Friday. So... I'm torn a little bit. It still should have been more Rocky Johnson, less The Rock. You know, I think what really threw me off on Friday was when he said the millions and millions, and that like I that kind of derailed me completely. That was early on in the promo. Early, I'm even calling it a promo. It was early on in the tribute, and then it kind of derailed me from there, and I hung on to that where I was like, this this guy is just completely taken over. So it wasn't as bad as I thought, but still. It, it it needed to be more rocky and less the rock. Anyway, that's my two cents on that. Yeah, I uh, I completely agree that it was more of the rock than it was about his dad. And I uh, I just hope going forward, you know, the rest of the tributes are about the person that we're you know tributing rather than the narrator. Exactly. Regardless of how how important. Listen, the rock. You know, uh, The Rock should be celebrated during Black History Month on his own. And there's nobody uh, that's bigger than The yeah. Rock. There's He hasn't had the impact culturally as uh, that his father did. His father was a trailblazer. And that's not discounting The Rock. But the point is, is that The Rock will get his own tribute, and rightfully so. And then he can use that to say and do whatever he wants. That is correct. And uh, just a side note on The Rock. I know this is, uh, we're not huge fans of him, but uh, credit to him to sort of bringing out his WWE side to him last night to open the Super Bowl. I did enjoy that. Yeah, and you know what's funny you say that is that, so, like, for me, it's crazy. Like, I hate to agree to disagree, but, so, the thing is, is what irritated him over there. I didn't like that. I like I, I despised it. I thought it was cringeworthy, and I didn't want to see him out there. It, to me, it was like you know he bought the XFL. Like anyway, I'm not even going to go into that now, which is a great thing. The Rock buying the XFL is a great thing, and then it's a great thing for the CFL. But then we're going to go. We'll talk about that another time. But just in general, I, I it was annoying to me. It really was. I was like disgusted with the whole thing. And then on top of all of that, if you're going to do it, which I didn't want you to do it, then deliver it. Meaning that, you know, everyone online and, and myself included, when you said millions, why didn't you pause for everyone to say and millions? And even if they didn't say it, who cares? We'll say it at home. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. He should have done it. And uh, we were also missing 
if you smell where the rock is cooking yeah. on that too. And that never happened. But, uh, you know, I don't want to go too far into that because I could talk about that for hours uh, and, you know, dissect it minute by minute. So I'm not doing that. Yeah. And let me stop for one second. Sorry, quickly. Is that so it's 1135. we got 25 minutes left. I know for everyone listening that, you know, we spent a little bit of time there. I know we're on a tight schedule and now we're behind, but we spent a little bit of time on the Black History Month second. But it was important and it was important that we kind of just sort of revisited what we said on Friday and and talk about it and flush it out. So time well spent. Yes, indeed. So we then move on to the AJ Styles versus Damian Priest match for the United States Championship. Now, before that match started, just after the, well, during the entrances, I should say, they took us back to a snippet um, of last week with Kevin Owens in the back with Sonya and Adam Pierce, which, uh, you know, talked about his, his, his time in the Elimination Chamber along with WrestleMania. And then it shot us to a scene of Kevin Owens in the back, in the locker room, stating he may not, after all, be at the Elimination Chamber and or WrestleMania. And then he began to tell us his hatred for the people in Texas. Now, we've talked about this now since last week and probably many times you and I have. This is not going well at all in the state for at all for Kevin Owens, and I am royally, royally disappointed in WWE for this. And I'll say it again, why in the hell did you sign this guy if you ain't going to give him his title matches, if you're not going to give him the shot that he deserves, why bring this guy back, or what the hell did you promise him for him to re-sign? Because as of right now, this man has been on the end of a shitty, shitty stick, and it's continuing down that road. I couldn't agree more. Before I go into the rant on that, which I agree with you 100%, they gave us a little snippet. Uh, I don't even remember there. They gave us a little uh, snippet of Indianapolis and Indianapolis sports and uh, with all the teams. And then just bring me back to what I said on Talk That Talk pre-show is that uh, looking for a Reggie Miller throwback. No, no acknowledgement of Reggie Miller in that and no Reggie Miller throwback, sadly. But so first and foremost – We'll uh, we'll talk about Kevin Owens before we get into the AJ Styles match. Agreed, one hundred percent. The disrespect, the disrespect that Kevin Owens is being given by the WWE, and then his willingness to accept it. He should be revolting. I wanted to see Kevin Owens on the Kevin Owens show and just go berserk. It's like he should be revolt. He's accepting. A, what does a- Kevin Owens have to do with the AJ Styles and Damian Priest match? Why do we even go to that? B, like this even igno- him him acknowledging accepting even if he's going against it, which he's not really about him not possibly being at WrestleMania. Why are you aren't you saying that this is you know disgusting? It's a travesty of justice. It's nonsense. Like why are you even going along with the narrative? I don't even get it. And then, you know, saying his hate for Texas, it was just all foolishness. Kevin Owens, you're better than this, man. You've allowed the WWE to sign you and then beat you down to where, I don't know, man, you've become a shadow of your former self. It is embarrassing. I felt embarrassed for Kevin Owens tonight. I really did. He was an embarrassment to himself tonight, 100%. Yeah. Um I don't know why we went on the topic of, of hating Texas just because you said you love them. I don't, I don't care that you said you love them. I don't care even if you hate them. I don't care if you want to live there. Um, but for the fact that as of right now, you're not in an elimination chamber match at all, and you lost to the selfie-loving Nimrod that is Austin Theory, and now you have... Now we have the possible chance of not seeing Kevin Owens in a two-night WrestleMania event. What 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 is going on here? Like, is this going to be the next Bray Wyatt, where he randomly just gets cut and completely let go out of WWE? Because as of right now, I can clearly see that happening. And I know that's horrible to say, and it's and it's an odd thing to say as he just re-signed with them. But 
at this point, that's where that's the road it looks like it's going down. Well, I'm going to go on the record right now and say that I feel like we have some technical difficulties here with the green room. Are we still good? Yeah, as far as I know. Yeah, we're still recording. Oh, man, I'm kind of worried right now. I feel like uh, I feel like we might have an issue here, Darren. Uh, I have to see here if uh, I feel like we have an issue. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, I feel like, sorry, I'm going to interrupt this for a second now. Oh, my gosh. We're recording, but... I don't uh, on the on the phone. Sorry, everyone on the phone here that I'm recording on. I feel like we have an issue, and uh, I might break this up into two parts because I don't want to record the entire rest of it and not have it not have it saved. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sorry, we're gonna have to take a second here, everybody. Um, I don't even know what to do. It's not allowing me. It's saying new room. It's not allowing me to cut out. We might have lost this entire segment, which would be terrible. And if we do, we're just going to pick it up where we were and just move on and just that's it. But I want to address it right now before we move on. You got a couple minutes or no? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know what else to do here. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do to see if I can uh, figure it out. I really don't. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm going to have to stop this, and I'm going to have to start it over. But I don't even know how to stop it. Wouldn't leave just be the option? Yeah, but it's not. Uh, so the point, the, the thing was, was that uh, I I started, I was recording, yeah. and I'll have to edit. And I might not edit this, so we'll just leave it in there. What the heck? It doesn't matter. For anyone listening, when I when I stopped this before, just shut it down and then continue on with the next one. I stopped it at around 40 minutes. Um, it's not allowing me to leave the room. It's not giving me the option anymore. It's saying start a new room now. I was trying to continue the, I was trying to continue the screen so it wouldn't cut out on the screensaver. Like, uh, oh, this is just nonsense now. All I can do is start a new room and hope that it just ends this one and records it. But I don't know if it's going to or not. So I'm going to do this right now and let's see. Uh,
Darren? Yeah, bud. So I've logged out. Yeah. I've logged out of Off the Hook, and it's still showing active here on this chat, as you can see, obviously. Yeah. I don't know what else to do. We can't continue on this because I don't want to. And I definitely want to finish it tonight. I know that uh, it's running late now, but we were scheduled for 12 anyway, right? Um, I'm sorry, man. I don't yeah. I don't know what else is going on here. I was trying to. There's always something, and we've been we've been pretty smooth the last two times. So I'm disappointed. I'm really hoping this gets saved so I can salvage it. But uh, because we had some good stuff there, but I don't know what else to do here. I'm waiting for this to shut down, but it's not. Uh, let's both leave for a moment. Let's try that, and then come back in. You want to try that, please? Yeah. So you want me just to click back on that link that you? Yeah. Had let's sent just out? leave for a second and see what happens. Let's leave for thirty seconds and then yep. see.
Off the Hook presents Talk That Talk, the official live fan call-in show. We're live on Spotify Greenroom before and after every game. Join everyone to share your thoughts, voice your opinion, give your predictions, and most importantly, react live with fans from all over the world. Why is the signal busy? Because we're off the motherfucking hook. If you like to talk that talk, follow, join the conversation, share the show, leave a comment, and most importantly, keep on talking in the free world. <laughs>